Welcome to Key on Life Podcast, where I take my own personal stories and turn them into life lessons for you to use them as a key that may help you unlock the better you. If you're best at learning through others' experiences or just like listening to stories about people, then this podcast is definitely for you. I'm your host, Key, and help me help you navigate through life's crazy maze. Remember, the only way out is through. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the first ever episode of Key on Life podcast. My name is Keen. That's K-E-A-N. Uh, people usually know me by Kian, and my close friends call me Key. To my mom, I'm Kinot, Kentoy, and Kenken. <laughs> Uh, any of those will do, but I mostly respond to key. Anyway, how are you today? This is the part where you're supposed to answer. <laughs> but I'm doing pretty great myself, thank you for asking. For the first part of this podcast, I'm going to be introducing myself, what I do, and why I'm starting this podcast. All that good stuff since, you know, this is our very first episode. So let's get down to business shall we? As I've said, my name is Key. I'm 24 years young and a little fun fact about me is that I've lived in the three main islands of our country. I was born in Iligan City, raised in Cebu City, and now residing in Cavite City. I have horrible memory that doesn't serve me well, (laughs) Um, but I like to sing. In fact, shirt plug, I have a Spotify artist page if you know you want to check that out. <laughs> and I also make covers um, on YouTube or I make music covers or I cover music on YouTube as a hobby since, you know, during the pandemic, I've decided to take a mental break and resign from my office job to focus and try to reflect on myself and, you know, what I want to do moving forward. I'm really thankful for, you know, like, I mean, everybody's going through different things during quarantine, but what it gave me is a time for myself since I haven't had that uh, when I graduated, you know, from the university. But, you know, we're going to be talking about that in a different episode. (laughs) But, you know, in general, I love music, basically. I was singing before even, you know, I can talk. And I want to help people feel things through music. So I'm working on a music career if it allows me. I have two younger siblings, May and Kent, and what else? Um, I can't think of anything right now, but um, moving on. The reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I think my stories deliver life lessons that may help fellow Gen Zs out there. And for some reason, I think I have this responsibility as the pioneer of Gen Zs, you know, to be the wiser one. Even though sometimes my life choices don't reflect them. Um, You know, I just want to help people as much as I can because I'm a Pisces (laughs) and we have this Messiah complex. Uh, You know, we just want to help everyone that needs it, even though sometimes, you know, we forget to help ourselves first. 
And with that, we've finished the first part of this episode. On the second part of today's episode, I'm going to be telling you two-ish experiences that I've went through as a child. And in the end, we're going to be talking about the life lessons you can get from them. And basically, that's how the this podcast is going to be structured moving forward in future episodes. I'm going to tell you about stories from my life or stories from other people's lives. And, um, you know, we're going to be taking life lessons from them and i hope it helps you so <laughs> yeah uh, but before that let's take a quick water break thank you for tuning in to key on life podcast to stay updated with new episodes or if you just want to reach out to the show give me feedback suggestions and more you can reach out to the show's social media account at Key on Life Pod. That's Key on Life Pod everywhere. Thank you, and let's continue with the episode. As I've mentioned in the first part of today's episode, I'm going to be telling you two-ish stories from my childhood that I think you'll get a lesson from. The first one is from the time I was living with my Lola, that's grandma for foreign folks out there. So maybe a quick backstory. Um, I grew up with a broken family. My mom had to fly outside of the country and work as an OFW, which stands for Overseas Filipino Workers, to be able to support my sister and I since, as far as I can remember, you know, we grew up with our mom playing both roles of being a mom and a dad. So way back when I was eight years old, I lived with my Lola in Misamis Oriental, that's in Mindanao. Um, Our life there was pretty laid back. You know, she took care of this piece of land that her cousin appointed her with. So since my mom had to fly out, my Lola volunteered to take care of me. She's very sweet, very kind, and very soft. She loves whistling, and I got that skill from her, no cap. Uh, I can give you a sample if you want. <laughs> so I guess the stuff that I can remember from the time living with her has humbled me the most out of my life experiences, and here's why. First, as I've mentioned, we were living in the countryside where everything hasn't been as developed as it is now. Like, I haven't been there in here, so I don't know what it looks like now, but we were living in this Bahai Kubo. It's, it, it was very small. <laughs> um, but it has two rooms, max, you know. And uh, to give you a picture, when you enter the door, you'll be greeted on the right with a dirty kitchen where we use wood to cook. Yes, wood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Straight ahead is a small room for guests, and to the left is the main bedroom where there are two bunk beds for my Lola and I. Of course, I stayed on the top bunk, you know, <laughs> as the younger one. But uh, we didn't have any floors. It's literally just the ground, so when it rains, you'd be walking around in mud. <laughs> Our walls were also made out of coconut wood. It's like a wonky house in the middle of nowhere, basically. Uh, one time, I woke up with a snake in my bed. You know, just usual things. <laughs> 
but the only good thing about it maybe was that the beach was just a few hundreds of meters away. Um, we also planted root crops, fruits, vegetables. Overall, it was a very simple life to say the least. You know, we ate from things we grew ourselves. We go get drinking water by walking quite a distance since we didn't have any water line from where we were living. I had farm animals as pets. Um, I remember having two kids, or baby goats, uh, a few chickens and ducks. It was very humbling. And I think when you work for things, it feels more rewarding. And I know things have changed since that time. Where I am now is very far from where I was back then, but I appreciate the value of going through that kind of situation as a kid because it has definitely grounded me now. Segway to the same time period, during weekdays at school, I would sell snacks to my classmates to earn extra income. On Sundays, my Lola and I would go to the pier to sell caramelized bananas on sticks, or to call it locally, banana queue. Most of the time, my Lola would ask me to sing in public so that it will attract more customers. I would mostly sing Celine Dion, since growing up, my mom blasted her music on the radio all the time. And surprisingly, it worked. What can I say? I was a charming little boy with a charming little voice. <laughs> Uh, during harvest season, I would be very excited because my Lola gives me 10 pesos for helping her with planting the crops we were selling in markets. So 10 pesos is like, what, 25 cents in uh, US dollars, <laughs> just to give you a perspective. And it was, you know, like living in the Philippines, which is a third world country, that can go a long way for a little kid like me. <laughs> I remember this one time where we had this field trip when I was in fourth grade. You know what I brought with me? 10 pandesals for snacks and 50 pesos to spend in Cagayan de Oro City. Also, talking about school, just to go off tangent a little bit, I'm going to humbly brag that I was top one of my class, so not bad. <laughs> The time I spent growing up with my Lola has been one of the best times of my life. You know, even as a Gen Z, I learned about the value of money earlier than most of the kids today. I understand the importance of working for something at an early age, and you know, it took me having nothing to appreciate what I have now. And I'm very privileged and thankful for my mom to get us to where we are today. But without those experiences I had as a kid, I don't think I wouldn't be who I am today, honestly. Sadly, um, most of these memories have been subconsciously pushed back and almost completely forgotten because of the relationship I have with my Lola now. When I was in my second year of high school, I came out to her as gay. And since then, she's been actively avoiding me because her religion doesn't agree with who I am as a person. And I think she blames herself for that, mainly because I didn't have a coherent male figure in my life. Uh, and again, to talk off tangent, I never grew up with my dad being present. Uh, when I was in first and second grade, I was living with my mom and Lola in Cagayan de Oro City. 
When I was in third grade, I was living with my aunt in Elegant City. Fourth grade, uh, which is today's story, I was with my lola in Misamis Oriental. And fifth grade to graduating high school, I was living with my another aunt in Cebu City. Now, I live with mom's cousin in Cavite City. So as you can see, I've never had any male figures in my life. I just want to put it out there, but yeah, I think my lola partially blames herself for me being gay. But that's enough. We'll talk about that in a different episode. <laughs> Now, the time has come for us to talk about life lessons that we can get from this part of my life. First off, just a disclaimer, I want to acknowledge that not everyone goes through what I went through and that it doesn't negate your experience just because I've been through worse. You know, I understand that people come from different walks of life and your experience is totally valid. I know in our generation as Gen Zs, especially the ones born in the late 2000s, most of us are privileged with all the information and technology that are available to us almost everywhere now. But moving on, I think every one of us, no matter what your status in life is, need to understand that there is a great sense of achievement in working hard to accomplish a certain goal. No matter how small it is, if you put your mind into it, you will always come out stronger even if you fail, most importantly. I'm not just talking about tangible successes, I'm also talking about personal growth and development, what you get from it emotionally and mentally. And I think the greatest lesson you can get from working hard for something is humility. As stated in an article by Gloveworks.com, humility is in fact one of the most powerful and important attributes of growth. And I definitely agree to that because arrogance is the enemy to someone who intends to grow. For you to be able to see the bigger picture, you have to get as far back as you can and see the distance it took you to go from where you started to where you are and to where you want to head to. And that's why I think hard work and humility go together hand in hand to make a stronger person. You have this idea that, you know, there's always a room for improvement, that there's always room to grow and to learn. And that's what should inspire you to be a better you. To end this episode, I will leave you with a quote from Socrates. It says, True knowledge exists in knowing that you know nothing. Hey, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Key on Life podcast. I hope you got something out of today's topic. And if you have suggestions, violent reactions, you can always reach out to at KeyOnLifePod on Instagram and Twitter. Again, that's at KeyOnLifePod, K-E-Y-O-N-L-I-F-E-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow my personal account at KeyUnlocks, but I'll see you guys in the next episode. And as always, remember that the only way out is through.